Hello, investors. So in this episode, my guest is George El Masri, and I had a great conversation with George. I learned a lot about his strategies and how he went from zero properties to 17 doors in a quite fairly short time, so about four years. And I also learned about George's goals for the new year and what's happening in his life and how he transitioned from a regular job to becoming a, an investor and realtor and also focusing on investors as well. So tune in for some golden nuggets for some great information in this interview. I hope you enjoy it. This podcast is brought to you by Streetwise Mortgages. Streetwise is a multi-award winning mortgage brokerage that services real estate investors across Ontario. If you're looking to grow a real estate portfolio to replace your income, supplement retirement and enhance your overall returns, the Streetwise team can help you develop a financing roadmap to scale up. They cover everything from capital sources to deal structure to opportunities to maximize your borrowing power to mapping out your future financing. Streetwise works both with clients who are starting out on their investment journeys, as well as sophisticated investors with multi-million dollar portfolios. They have access to capital sources, including traditional, alternative, and private funds, and well-versed with the various investment strategies, including buy and hold, buy, renovate, refinance, rent, repeat, or the BRRRR, multi-residential, rent-to-owns, assignments, construction financing, and student rentals. To book a complimentary session with a Streetwise Income Property Advisor, go to www.streetwisemortgages.com or email the team at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Uh, so we're not drinking wine, but we could. <laughs> so welcome, George. Thank you. I, I don't know if I can drink wine. I, I'm at the office here. I don't know if they have wine. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm always drinking wine. Usually in my hot tub. I'm thinking about hosting some future episodes from the hot tub, but it is a bit loud with the jets and things. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I might get electrocuted, but anyway, it <laughs> could yeah. be funny as well. <laughs> you just got to set up your camera far away from the water. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't want yeah. to like, splash or get a GoPro or something. Yeah. Anyway, welcome. I'm really glad to have you on my podcast. And I love your website, welloff.ca. So that's where Thank a lot you. of people want to be. Uh, so can you give us maybe some insight? How did you become well off and what's going on with you? Okay, just to be fair, I didn't, uh, I didn't create the website to like, you know, show off that I'm well off. That's, that's, no, not, no. that wasn't the point. It was uh, more like the idea around helping people become well off through real estate. So that that's the whole concept behind the website, uh, behind the name on the website. So anyway, I think um, the way I started out, I started building wealth through real estate in 2017. I okay. bought my first place. It was a, a rental property in Hamilton, Ontario. And it was a really beat up place. Lots of problems. Beautiful Hamilton. I used to live there in the late, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, cool. So which part, like uh, mountain or more downtown? Or it was east? downtown. Downtown. Okay. Lots yeah. of potential. Up lots and coming. Of, lots of potential. <laughs> um, some crime. 
Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, this place was pretty bad. Like for, for a first property, you know, you know how when people buy their first property, they're usually looking for a nice place. You don't have to do a lot of work. I bought a place that had cockroaches and fleas oh. and <laughs> all sorts of problems. So um, looking back, that's not a big deal anymore because I've dealt with worse. But yeah, um, yeah that was it. And I renovated it with my own two hands. I had some okay, help from... So really... <laughs> Close yeah. to the cockroaches. <laughs> Very close. I remember um, one time I left my toolbox on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> I went to go pick it up. And as I reach for it, like six cockroaches go flying out of my toolbox. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you don't want to bring that home. How how do you manage that? I've always been curious. I've never experienced that, thankfully. But <laughs> Cockroaches? Okay, so if there isn't like grease and food and stuff laying in the house they're they're not going to stay for long and also they die in the cold oh so, okay. um the house was empty so I, like it was cleaned up and then also it was the winter so i just didn't turn on the heat for a while which i mean maybe mm. wasn't the smartest thing but i think uh, a lot of them died that way and i also ordered this like poison to be honest i think it's banned in canada but i ordered it from like amazon.com so it came from the oh, states cool. <laughs> I think that poison killed uh, a lot of the roaches. So I don't know. Anyways, that's how I did it. But it's kind of like bed bugs. Those bugs are, are hard to get a, get rid of. I mean, if yeah. once they start uh, getting in there and they can get on your clothes and you, you bring them home and you have food and oil and things. So not a not a good deal. But you did see an opportunity there. So what kind of property was this? Like a single family or duplex? Yeah. or? Yeah, it was. Um, so it was actually set up as two units. And I believe it was uh, operating as a duplex at one point. But at this time, it was rented to a family. So uh, when I bought it, I just kind of fixed it up. And I, I didn't rent it to two. I rented it to a single family. Um, again, okay. Again, yeah. Uh, so that was the, the first one. And you still own it from 2017? I still own that one, yeah. Great. So mortgage renewal is coming up. I, guess. I actually refinanced it, so it doesn't matter to me if it's okay. coming up. I uh, I was able to leverage that property to buy others, which which is one of the benefits of owning real estate. Yes, especially in the hot markets like Hamilton. Hamilton's seen amazing appreciation. I think it's leveling off somewhat right now. Like it's it's still very good, but not as crazy as what yeah. we've seen. Uh, yeah. So perfect. So can you tell us your story? So you bought that house. Did you already own your personal residence? Like, um, no, I didn't own a personal residence at the nothing. time. That was my first home. And okay, with cockroaches. Um, <laughs> with cockroaches. Yeah, I my idea was. I don't want to take on a mortgage right now and, you know, pay that money. I was living with yeah. my parents at the time. So I thought, let me just buy this and generate some rental income. And I thought, okay, it's going to cash flow like two, 300 bucks a month. I'll, I'll start uh, using that money and, you know, spending it. And then you realize that's not exactly how it works. You know, you got to no. reinvest that money into the property usually. So, but at least I had the right idea and I got a cash flow positive property. That's smart though, living at home. So you got an opportunity there, like liquidity. And how did you, for financing, yeah, since it's a, almost a single home, did you only need 5% down or? Uh, I had to put 20% down for that one. Okay. I, so I, I made a mistake. I worked with a, a mortgage broker that was recommended to me by another realtor. 
And he, this broker had told me originally that I need only needed 10%. And then uh, after I firmed up, he told me you need 20%. So uh, I had to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, yeah, but it's all part of the learning curve, you know, like now I know, okay, you got to get a mortgage approval document, like a mortgage Oh, you didn't commitment. even have that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just took his word for it, but it was my first time buying a property. So I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I just trusted him and he said 10%. So I took his word and yeah, yeah. but it all works out in the end. You know, you had to, I had to figure it out and I did. And that led to a lot of really good things. Cool. No, you, you do have to make some of those mistakes. I find if everything is handed off to you, like I have kids or teenagers, if you do everything for them, they don't learn. So it's the same yeah. for investors. Uh, it's a shame though. 10% more um, can could make or break the deal, but it's important to, to know all those factors and the whole trust, but verify it is huge. I learned that the hard way many times as well myself. Yeah. So sure. cool. So you were able to increase the value doing some work yourself. What kind of renovation did you have to do? It must've been fairly extensive. Uh, yeah. So I, because of the fleas, they, they had carpet. Oh, throughout fleas the as well. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. No. Uh, yeah, so I ripped out all the carpet. And funny story, I actually had my cousin um, come by. I was like, hey, can you help me out with this property? Maybe you can just help me demo and whatever. He got there before me, so I gave him the lockbox code. Oh, no, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing shorts. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He, okay. he walks in this house and he calls me and I'm like, you know, 10 minutes away. He goes, hey, I'm, something's biting me all over my legs i got these marks on my legs what is this um so then i'm freaking out i had no idea i, I don't know how to deal with fleas or anything so yeah um anyway that was a little side story yeah i ripped out all the carpet put down new flooring new kitchen um i did baseboards painted the whole place just spruced it up you know did a little bit of work in the bathroom and uh, changed the vanity and uh yeah that that was the extent of it at the time okay and give maybe give us an idea of budget so since you did a lot of work yourself you put in a lot of set sweat equity yeah how much did you buy the place for and how much did you put in it and and the return if you don't mind sharing sure um i bought it for two hundred and fifteen thousand. Wow, we can't get that anymore in Hamilton. No. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Um, I put in, I think if I remember correctly, about $12,000. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Plus all your work, though. <laughs> Plus all my work, yeah. Obviously, if I hired contractors, it would have been a lot more. It took me like three months to, to renovate. Okay. Um, and I refinanced it for 300000 Wow, so like a burr strategy there. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So I was able to recoup all the money that I had invested in a little bit more. And I was able to, to reinvest that money. Perfect. And are you still investing in Hamilton now or have you spread out a bit or? I still invest in Hamilton, but I did uh, spread out. So now I'm also in Welland and St. Catharines. Okay. Still similar area, just yeah. a bit more uh, outside. So Welland, I've heard lots of good things about it. Um, lots of investors have gone there. Uh, what what are the opportunities in Welland? What should an investor look for if you're thinking about the area? Um, good question. I mean, Welland is it's definitely a solid 
market to invest in, but we have seen a huge increase in oh, yeah. pricing in that area. So it's hard to say. I mean, just just like any other market, I think you want cash flow positive property. So if you're buying a single family home and it's going to cost you 500 bucks a month to carry it out of pocket, you know, yeah, you're going to spend 500. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, obviously you can find that type of opportunity in Welland, but if you are able to buy a multi-unit there, I think you could do pretty well. We just, uh, we have a triplex under contract right now. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. And there is a potential for a fourth unit in that building. Okay. And once that fourth unit's in, then it's going to cash flow. So you got to be creative, you know, find ways to, to make deals work. And that's, uh, I think that's how you can take advantage of a market like this. So yeah, Welland is already priced up there. So you need to add units, add storage, whatever, something to increase the income. So that's, yeah. that's really smart. That those are, that's most Ontario markets now. I find unless you go like to Timmins or somewhere, yeah, really really far up north or a, or a small town. Um, but that's great. And financing now. Do you have partners? Because I think you said we. We do have partners, yeah. Um, we still buy some properties on our own, so um, yeah, we we've done we've done well. I feel like the, the the nice thing about having partners is that we're able to actually help people that would probably n never invest on re in real estate on their own, or they might invest in a product that isn't necessarily great for them. So yeah, that, I love that. That's so true. Yeah, that's been one of the most rewarding things about working with partners. And um, I just love finding out about people's goals and, you know, what are you trying to accomplish and how can we help you? And then combining resources to do that. Exactly. Because you run out at some point of cash or credit or, or something or time, yeah, <laughs> depending on what you're doing. So yeah. that's really smart. And I love that part about helping people. I do a lot of joint ventures myself. Cool. And I was having breakfast this morning with someone and similar situation, he said, oh, I'm looking to buy a condo here and that's going to be my investment. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah. It. Not a condo. It's not good. You'll be out of pocket and the condo fees will keep going up. And just it depends what your your goal is and your strategy. Yeah. So, 100%. George, a question I get a lot is how do I get started? So you've mentioned an example, uh, but let's say you started fresh in 2021 or 2022. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend as a starting point for someone? Um, it depends where you are. So not not physically. I mean, kind of financially. In I your guess. life and finance. Yeah, like are you are you working full time or do you have a lot of time on your hands? Yeah. If you're if you're working full time and you don't have the time to become an expert real estate investor, then I would start by collaborating with someone who isn't an expert. If on the other hand, you have a lot of time, but you don't have a lot of resources or whatever, then I would become an expert and I would just get into a market, either get into a market that I can afford. Yeah. And that might mean you going away somewhere like far away to invest or learn how to raise capital yourself and, and partner with people that have the money so that you can get started that way. Cool. Very good advice. And about raising capital, is that something you've been doing lately or? Uh, well, we raise capital in the sense that we have people that we've 
been in touch with, that we have relationships with, that have expressed interest in collaborating with us, and uh, they they provide capital for some of our transactions for for some of our deals. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to raise capital, I'm going to get a million dollars. It's really relationships you build over months or years. Yeah. And um, how do you gain that trust? Because it's it's not easy. Some people think, oh, yeah, you, you're going to take my money and do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I, the easiest way really is to try to develop a business relationship with people that already know you and trust you. So if you're talking to a family member, there's already usually trust there. So it's a lot easier to get them um, kind of convinced that you can help them. Whereas yeah. if you're just posting stuff on Facebook in, a, in an investor group, it's going to be a lot tougher to earn somebody's trust that way. You know what I mean? Like it's not impossible. It's, it's very possible, but it's just easier to work with people that you already know. Yeah, you really collapse time by working with people in your natural circle of influence, like family, yeah. colleagues. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't think about coworkers. That's a huge source of potential mm. partners. Uh, my wife still has a job. So a lot of people ask her, hey, I love what you're doing. We should invest together. And they know her. They know her work ethic. Uh, same, same with family members. I mean, they've seen the difference. Um, you've gone from one property living at home with your parents to how many properties now? I think I read 17 doors. Uh, door, yeah, we're, we're actually going to be closing on our 20th uh, door. Wow. Tech- so there yeah. you go, in only four, almost five years. I mean, yeah. that, that's a short timeline and a good track record, especially in an expensive market too. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're buying in Detroit, $20,000 houses. That's very yeah. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we get caught up in like how many doors we own or, you know, try comparing our, our portfolio to other people. At the end of the day, what's important is just setting goals and figuring out what kind of lifestyle you want yes. and then achieving, achieving that working towards that. Forget about what anybody else is doing. What's the life that I want for my family and for, for myself? And what do I have to do to get there? I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. And then do you have a bit of a work back plan for that? Like you break it down to do this, like travel or whatever it is. Do you, is that how you do yeah. it? Or? Um, we have a cash flow goal that we're, we're aiming towards a uh, okay. monthly net cash flow goal. And that's based on, again, the life that we, we want to live. So once we reach that goal, then we know that we don't have to worry about working. We'll probably still work because I think we'd be bored otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that's kind of what, are what we're basing it on. And I think another thing is we would love to have uh, like a villa in Italy. Oh, nice. So we can go there, you know, a couple months in the year and just enjoy and, and uh, relax and unwind. That's perfect. Italian wines are the best too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So do you have a spot you've identified in Italy? Are you kind of building up or it's a bit it's still a few years um, away. Or... Yeah, it's still a few years away. We actually, neither myself or my wife have been to Italy just yet, but my wife's Italian. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> perfect. It is perfect, actually, for me. I, I, I love the food and everything. And um, yeah, so we, we plan on going. We haven't uh, we haven't had our honeymoon yet. We got married last year, so I think we're going to... Oh, COVID wedding, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
uh, when we go to Italy, we'll explore some places and, and figure out where we'd like to be. I know we want to be on the ocean for sure. Excellent. That's beautiful to have a dream like that. And it really helps you persevere because it's not always easy. Like you've mentioned earlier, the fleas, the cockroaches. I mean, that's a bad situation. How are your deals now? Like this deal in Welland, is it very rough or it's more cosmetic and adding that fourth unit or? Um, yeah, to be honest, it's actually really nice. It's a little outdated. It's not perfect, okay. but it, we're definitely not dealing with uh, fleas and roaches, at least not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> it's it, the, the people there keep their places really, really well. And I think in this scenario, we just got creative and we found a way to to add some income to the property to make the numbers work. And um, that's kind of been the difference now. You know, I'm not just going for like the cheapest property. Yeah, I'm going for the place with potential and where I can get creative and make the numbers work. But also I... my situation has changed. You know, I had to kind of go for that cheap property before because yeah, we had the resources for it. No, that's wonderful. And I love that. I'm I'm all about essentialism and kind of narrowing it down. So you don't need a million doors. Some people are, like you said earlier, in a competition, it seems. I have a thousand doors and yeah. this and that. But you could have a thousand doors and have zero cash flow. Mm -hmm. Or you could have 17 or 20, like you will have very shortly. And you could be living the lifestyle you want, going to Italy and enjoying life. Uh, and those properties are cash flowing and appreciating and they hit like they tick all the boxes. So yeah. you have some sort of criteria. You mentioned cash flow. Is there something else you're looking at when considering properties? Um, we always look, well, at this point, we're looking at multi-units. So we're not buying single family homes anymore. Yeah. And uh, our sweet spot in the last year has been three to six unit buildings. Okay. But uh, one of my goals for 2022 is to get a 10 plus unit building. Nice. So commercial, residential. Yes, yes exactly. That's the goal. And uh, the reason that, I, that we like the multis is for the um, kind of the added security. When you own multiple units, one tenant doesn't pay rent. You're still generating income from the other units. I've been in a situation with that uh, single family home where that I had some problems with the tenants. I had to carry that mortgage. Oh. And, you know, it's not so bad now because we have other properties. They can kind of offset each other. But in that situation, it was a little bit tough for me covering that mortgage plus my own mortgage and other things. So And property taxes and wa water, depending, and yeah. insurance. And it, yeah, it really adds up. People don't think about it, but yeah, it really does. Yeah, I, I love the multifamily space. Uh, the economies of scale as well. You're able to negotiate snow removal or whatever it is mm -hmm. at a different scale. And the commercial lending is, it's a lot more fun. You don't need to qualify anymore. The building does. So like you still sort of do, but it's not uh, the same. So yeah. are you, so now that you're planning bigger, uh, do you have corporations? What's your structure to, to make these acquisitions? Yeah, we have a couple of corporations. Um, what's the structure? Um, well, I mean, obviously we have to raise, like, we have to raise capital for, for a larger purchase like that. So that's, that's one of the key things we're, we're working on. Um, but yeah, definitely corporations to protect ourselves and anytime, I mean, I'm not giving like, you know, advice. I'm just kind no, of sharing no. our, our own thing, but whenever we get into any sort of joint venture situation, we always 
try to do it in, in a corp to to protect our, our personal assets and whatnot. So um, yeah, that's that's been our, our structure. Okay, excellent. And in joint ventures, can you tell us more? I get a lot of questions. I do a lot myself, but I love hearing how others structure their joint ventures. Uh, do you get into life insurance as well to cover the partners? And if you can give us some insight and, into your yeah. JVs. Uh, it's funny you say that. I actually had somebody recently bring that up about the life insurance thing. We we have we haven't done that, um, but yeah, we we just structure it. I mean, every deal is different. Obviously, yeah. uh, it depends on what's being done, who's bringing what, uh, that kind of thing. But um, we try to keep it as simple as possible. We don't need personally. I don't need a fifty-page contract. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know some people do like that, but just keep it simple. Make sure you're on the same page. Make sure you guys have the right expectations. I don't uh, go in saying, hey, we're doing this. We're going to be out of this project in three months. I always try to set a five-year, yeah, like a (laughs) five-year timeline. We're going to hold on to this property for five years. Are you on board? Are you on the same page? If you're not, then maybe we need to look at another property or a different strategy. That's excellent. So setting expectations is huge. Yeah. Uh, and the timeline, I like that, the five years, because by the time you've got your closing costs, land transfer tax, carrying costs, and maybe your refinancing, so there's more legal costs, more mortgage fees and things. So you want that longer timeline to to make it work. So yeah. do you find you work mostly with the same partners over and over, like the same people you kind of recycle? And... Yeah, once you do well with uh, a project they're i mean depending on what their goals are but usually the partner is going to want to do more More. (laughs) yeah so that's been awesome like you know sometimes you get lucky and you're able to refinance you know after a year instead of five years and then you just look like a hero yeah the market did well but you i mean it's just the way it is right so um yeah i mean definitely repeat is a big part of it Cool. So the, the burr with joint ventures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do you have some sort of trigger in your joint venture agreement? Like I put some when you mentioned earlier a refi. So when the property goes up by 25% in value, I usually ask my, my partners, okay, now is the time to refinance or sell or something. Yeah. Is that something you build in as part of your expectations? Um, not for the refi. Okay. The refi, we kind of just have a conversation in that moment. Um, you know, like if we notice that the market is appreciated substantially, we might just talk and say, okay, are you ready? Do you, do you yeah. want to do it now? But we do have something in there that basically uh, we won't sell the property until it's appreciated by, I think it's somewhere around 20%, something like okay. that. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Because if five years have passed and for some reason it didn't appreciate <laughs> it's it's the exact same price that what we bought it at then maybe we want to hold on so anyway not likely but yeah yeah well you're you're young you have some time so that's a big thing as well like you mentioned that earlier as well getting to know your partners what are their expectations let's say they're 50 or 60 their timeline is very different they need yeah. to maybe cash out sooner or they want to cash out sooner or or it's their retirement fund, uh, can mean many things. So um, that's great. So George, I think you're also a realtor. So mm-hmm. 
do you help mostly investors or just people that are buying houses or what's what's your clientele yeah um i work with my wife and her mom which okay, uh, always makes people laugh when i say i work with my mother-in-law um but um yeah so we have a team we focus on i focus on investors i okay. work with with investors and then my wife and her mom they work with a lot of um residential sales and purchases so that's that's kind of how we're divided yeah it's very smart because it's it's balanced so if you're only investor focused you can have some dry seasons because it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to find listings right now so yeah uh yeah so it's it's a good mix like that and then i'm sure your your mother-in-law and your wife do get to meet people that buy houses and then become investors and vice versa investors bought their dream home it's a very different way of, of acquiring properties 100 percent. yeah it's it's definitely a huge advantage for us to have both pillars so um yeah we we're all kind of experts in different fields and it works well that's great and so what's what's uh, what are you planning for 2022 now that the 2021 or this when it's aired it's probably in 2022 but the new year yeah what's what are your goals um so I, we recently had a session where we were setting goals and uh for me there's there's several goals but uh one of which is to increase our cash flow by three thousand dollars a month for the year okay uh, net cash flow so an increase of three thousand to acquire uh 10 or more unit building and then also um we mentioned the trip to Italy. That would be awesome if, if we yes. can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to get back into the gym. It's been a while since I've worked out. We, we recently had a baby, so that kind of has something to do with it. Oh, well, congrats. Anyway, it's worth it. And yeah, for do, sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Exercises yeah. with the baby. Yeah. Um, those are some of the goals that, that we've set. Um, yeah. All revolve around the life that we want, really. So. And can you describe us a bit more about that life? So now you have a baby, you have a wife, you have a mother-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> we have to yeah. be careful about that, that yeah. one. Going yeah, to yeah. Italy, anything else? Like, are you into cars or you want time off or you go to the gym? You mentioned that. So, yeah. Um, well, if we're talking about like other random goals, um, one of my goals is to eventually become a, a grandmaster in chess. Okay. So, wow. Very yeah. cool. I'm far from it now, but um, I think once I... Beat the computer program. <laughs> Sorry? Beat the computer program. My son's been trying and it, yeah, it's not really... Fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so once, I, once I'm able to free up some time by earning, you know, the cash flow and replacing income, then um, that'll allow me to focus more on that. But I don't want to get too distracted at this time. Yeah, but it's fun to have these kind of farther goals that are in the future. Like I'm learning Spanish it's been yeah. many years in the making. <laughs> yeah. And as you free up time, then you can focus on these hobbies and things that just add to your your quality quality of life. And that's yeah, great. Sure. So excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, George. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way? And yeah, um, welloff.ca. If you go there, then you could uh, book a call with me if you'd like to chat. And then, um, yeah, that's that's the best way to reach me. Okay, cool. And do you have any final word of advice, something you'd like to share with our my listeners? Um, yeah, I mean, 
any any final words? I think just take action. Don't sit around and just take in all this information and do nothing with it. Make sure you you apply what you're learning and uh, go create the life that you want. That's huge. So you can become well off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. I th I thought it's very aspirational, well off, and it's not flaunting yet. It's more that you're doing well and you're helping others. So it's yeah. a very very kind way of being well off. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Take care. Hello, investors. So you've been thinking about scaling your business, your portfolio, getting into real estate investing, but you don't know where to start. Or you've been an investor for a while and you've hit a wall. So financial roadblock or your market is tapped out or you're just tired of land the landlord and tenant board if you're in Ontario. I have a solution for you. So I've set up recently two new Facebook groups. One is called the Creative Real Estate Investor Beta Group. It's free for anyone to join. Look it up on Facebook. I'd love to see you there. I provide a one hour free group coaching on that group every month. And I have great guests as well coming on and lots of exchange happening. I also have the Alpha Group. So same thing, but it is a paid group. So it's $97 US per month, but you also get discounts for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And I have all kinds of guests that are uh, more exclusive. We're gonna have some insider information, information about pre-construction opportunities, deals in other countries, states, and uh, private lending, private lenders, joint ventures, you name it, anything related to real estate will be there. So I'd love to see you there. You can also send me an email, flhomescorp at gmail.com to find out more. Cheers. Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate Podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So wine and real estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Yes. And please make sure to give us a rating, five stars mm -hmm. or any comments. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers. Yeah. Chin chin. Thank you.